Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. I'm recording this very brief video because after I finished that very long prophetic word that you are going to watch in perhaps another hour when it is properly processed by YouTube, the Lord just put some very strong words on my heart, very strong words. If, if God can be said to speak with exclamation marks, then this message from the Lord contained exclamation marks. And the title that he gave me for it is the devil is outworking the saints. It was almost as if a man was emphatically saying celestial, can you see this? Can you see this? The devil is outworking the saints. Now, when we hear that, what do we think? What does that mean? The devil is outworking the saints. It means that Satan is literally putting more effort, more time, and more focus on expanding his production, the production of his seed, sowing his seed in the earth, than the Christian church, the born again, baptized, um, blood bought members of the church of Jesus Christ is doing. And the Lord was pressing this upon my heart that Satan is hard at work in this generation. Satan is very hard at work in this generation, sowing seeds of discord, violence, hatred, and revolt against the things of God. And what I saw was people, people as in, as if they were in a heart, a harness, you know, the way you put your animal in a harness so that the animal can work and pull the plow plow. I saw people casting off the restraints. So they were throwing them off as if to say, Oh, this is too restrictive for us. This is too limiting for us. We do not want this anymore. And they cast off the restraints and the Lord said, see celestial, they cast off the restraints. And after that, they will run like wild horses straight into their destruction. The people have cast off the restraints and now rush like wild horses into the destruction. And because of this, the saints will mourn. The saints will lift up their voice in lamentation. And this is because it is not only some saints that will destroy themselves by the choices that they will make. There are people who are perhaps two or three months away from making a decision that is going to take you out of this life. So it is very rare for you to hear a pastor telling you this, that it is possible for you to make choices as a so-called child of the Lord that will end your stay on this earth. It is possible for you to, to be one or two more inches from continuing in a lifestyle or continuing in a behavior pattern or continuing in a sin that either Satan is going to use to cut short your life or the Lord is going to say enough, no more. And he is going to simply pluck you up out of the earth and you will be plucked up and that will be the end of it for you. For indeed, I have not even reached to the prophecies where God was showing that for recidivism, people who sin and then come back and say, God, I'm sorry, Recidivism. It's like a person who keeps committing crimes and going to prison and gets let out and goes and commits the same crime for things like that. A person's life can be cut short. And the Lord says that the saints will mourn those who bear the penalty of that error in the body. Your mourning will be brief. 
but it will be the saints who love you, right? Those who try to warn you or those who try to correct you and you cursed them because who are they to tell you anything? Because this is the generation of don't judge, don't talk to me, don't tell me anything. And so those saints will be left behind carrying the wounds of your error. They also will bear the penalty of your error in their body, being very mournful and being very broken because of the things that they will have to witness and bear after those who cast off restraint and run like wild horses, run until they run out of available ground and go straight over the edge into a ravine. This is one of the things that the Lord was laying upon my heart right now. And this is why I am making this video. Just a moment, please. Another thing that the Lord said is that it is time to plow the fields with diligence unless there will be no reward from him. So God is putting on my heart that this generation is an extremely entitled generation of Christians. This is a generation of Christians that have not come up in the tradition of, of work. Work in the Bible is a time-honored tradition. The Bible even says that if a man does not work, he shall not eat. But we're not talking about the kind of work where you put on a suit and tie and you go to your job or you go to wherever you work. Maybe it doesn't require a suit and tie. The Lord is talking about the fact that Christians today are extremely loath to labor in the fields. What fields are this? This is the field of their own life and this is the field of the Lord. So what was coming on my heart is that Christians do not want to be responsible for anything except receiving, receiving, receiving. And this has given rise to a culture of people who are not able to pray their way out of situations, who are not able to pray for other people, who do not have the stamina to battle the enemy when the enemy latches hold of them suddenly and begins to drag them in a fight. You read the Bible and you see that very often, this is a tactic of Satan. Suddenly, and without warning, and the Bible always says, and it came to pass. When you hear in the Bible, it came to pass. It means nobody got a heads up. Nobody scheduled it on their Google calendar. A certain set of circumstances suddenly happened. And these people would find themselves in a situation where it is now up to the amount of faith that they have stored up in the good years. And they have to battle their way and fight their way through these situations. But because this generation has not been brought up in the time-honored tradition of Christian work. They have been told that grace has taken all responsibility of them, off them. They don't need to do anything. You can just sit back and just swim and just relax in this jacuzzi of amazing grace. And so you do not build up Christian character. You do not build yourself up in Christian stamina and perseverance and endurance and love and patience and meekness and self-control and the gifts of the spirit. With the end result is that when Satan lays hold of a believer, suddenly you hear as the Lord saying, lifting up of the voice and mourning of the saints. As the situation goes further and further into the times that the Bible calls the end times, you find that God's people are ill prepared to meet and battle Satan. They are ill prepared to deal with the 
evidences of normal troubles and trials. This is job loss. This is sickness. This is a child going wayward. This is perhaps betrayal in the home, betrayal at work, betrayal in the marriage. The saints of God are not prepared to work and battle their way through these situations. So we, uh, we have a bottom heavy dependent church, a large mass of people who are looking up to very few actually qualified people to guide them and advise them. And that is why the saints are fainting in this time before we even go further into the end times. Please pray for me. Please do this. Please do that. Because we're not able to look into the word and find the remedy provided for us thousands of years ago. We have not stored up grain in our storehouses to prepare ourselves so that when there is a sudden blight in our life, when a sudden area of provision is switched off, then even though it looks like a difficult situation in the natural, we can say, Lord, I am now going to draw upon my spiritual reserve. That's right. I'm going to go above this normal issue, this normal problem, this normal trial that I am facing. And I am going to use my spiritual ability and leverage myself up into the place where I now begin to call upon the name of the Lord. I can now do what David did when his men lost their families. I can encourage myself in the Lord, even when nobody understands the situation, even when nobody really gets the point. I am able to go into the grain that I stored in the good years with you, in the good months, and I will begin to pull on that spiritual reserve because I know that you will bring me, to, bring, bring me through. Having this kind of spiritual fortitude is not something you can get from watching videos. It is not something that you can get from chatting with people in Christian forums. You have to put the work in. You must read the word of God because the word of God is where faith comes from. And faith cometh by hearing, even the word of God. You must be in an environment where the word of God is being preached with knowledge, anointing, and power. Now, prophecy reveals the heart of God, but prophecy does not contain enough of that mother's milk to nurture you into a whole and strong individual. If you are not a person who is in the habit of reading the word of God, you will find the years to come intolerable. I didn't say difficult. I say intolerable. Intolerable means that you simply will not be able to tolerate it anymore and you will flake out and go to the comforts of the beast system. This is what majority of the Christian church will do. There's a reason that Paul warned against it and says that a person must have fortitude because the great falling away will be simply because the squeeze will be so much that people will say, I didn't sign up for this. He should have been here by now and they will fall away. And so another thing that the Lord was bringing is that many people don't understand what it means when it says work out your own salvation. Again, this falls back to the, to the, to the grace Kool-Aid. Grace tells you that you are receiving a finished work, which is true. And so you don't need to do anything, which is also true. But then why then does the Bible say work out your own salvation? And the Lord is always dealing with me about this. Salvation celestial is like a puzzle. You come into the kingdom and Jesus has finished the work, but then receiving this finished work is like being given a box, a puzzle box. So you get a box and it has 1 million puzzle pieces in it. 
It is a complete and finished work. The picture is on the cover. So the picture you're supposed to make is on the cover and the owner of the puzzle made sure that all the pieces are inside. You are not given this puzzle. You cannot take the puzzle home and put it on your table and say, I've received the finished work of grace. Thank God it's all done. No, you are expected to open that puzzle piece and begin putting that thing together. That is what it means to labor in the Lord's field. We are the Lord's field. We are his good planting trees of righteousness. But when someone says trees of righteousness, where do trees come from? They come from little seedlings. They come from little seeds. So it has to be planted in the ground at that tiny, tiny vulnerable level. And then it begins to grow and mature. And this is what the Lord is saying, that many people receive the puzzle box and they never work it out. They just leave the completed puzzle box on the table and think, oh, I've got the puzzle box, I'm fine. And yet he is saying that if you have not completed the outworking of your salvation so that there is fruit, so that people walking by can say, oh, look, she's put 500,000 of the puzzle pieces together. You can see the evidence of celestial, you can see the evidence of Brad, you can see the evidence of Elma working out her puzzle box with fear and trembling. Why fear and trembling? Because number one, it is, it is work. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. Christianity is not for lazy people. And this is something that churches don't tell people. They tell people come as you are, but they forget that the caveat is you cannot stay as you are and make heaven. You cannot enter into the presence of the Lord with sin. Anyone who thinks that receiving this puzzle box of grace means that you're automatically going to heaven. You are deceived for the Bible says that names can and will be blotted out of the book of life. And so God is looking to see maturing and outworking of his grace. Grace is a divine gift. It is not a flat thing. It is not meant to be used in the sense of a noun. In the sense of a noun, grace is Christ Jesus himself. Christ is grace. If you want to know what grace is, grace is Jesus who came out of God to win us back from the threat and the eternal damnation that sin will consign each and every one of us to flat. Sin in your life, the wages is death. But Christ Jesus then wins back the captive. So Jesus himself is the noun, grace. But then grace is also an active verb. It is an endowment. It is a gift. It is given to be used for something. Grace is given for us to be able to grow up in the fullness of Christ. For the Bible says that God's very focused job is working out the image of the risen Christ in us. I say this all the time. God is looking to see his own face in us. He is not looking to see celestial reflected back at him. He is looking to see the face of Christ Jesus reflected in this one called celestial, reflected in the one called Phil, or whatever your name may be today. But Christian, Christians today are not putting the puzzle pieces together, and yet they are respect, expecting God to give them rewards. This is, the, this is basically the parable of the master who gave his servants talents. One, five, one, two, and one received one. The guy who had five went out into the marketplace and began to work with the talents. That is the grace. 
So the, the talent given to him, the, the physical thing, that's grace the noun. But then he went out in the field and he began to trade the talent and work it so that it multiplied itself and increased until he had 10 of them. And for that, he received commendation from the Lord and a reward. And the one who had two went and did the same, working it, trading it, watching it grow until it became four. And for that, he received a reward. But there was one who received one, and he thought, this is too little, and my master is very hard. And he went and buried the talent. And if you know the scripture, it says that the Lord says, well, why didn't you at least take what I gave you and take it to a banker so that the banker, which means someone in the world, someone who doesn't even know Jesus, excuse me, please. Why didn't you take what I gave you and take it to someone in the world so that they could have multiplied it, so that they could have operated within the grace and made it more? You buried it. You are an evil. You are an evil servant. That's what he said. And then he tells the servant, depart from me into the outer darkness where there is weeping and the gnashing of teeth. So I do not know where you are honing your Christianity. I do not know who is teaching you. I do not know who is building you up in the Lord. I do not know who is teaching you the Bible so that the restraints of the Bible, if you do not know what the restraints that people, the people I saw were throwing off, the restraints they're throwing off is the actual scripture. So people who claim that they are Christians are throwing away what is in the Bible. It's there, it's written, but suddenly it's not good enough for them because they found a new revived understanding out there in the blogs of the world and in Christian Wikipedia and in God questions. And of course, in the many lies that Satan is sowing. But the Lord said, false doctrine, false prophecy, false information, wrong information. All of this is ensconced in the Bible under one word, error. If you build your house on the rock, when the storms come, we're speaking of dangerous times ahead. We're speaking of not even so much the coming of Nephilim, but just, for instance, the, pro the presence of economic trials, how hard life can be when money is less, when opportunities disappear, when jobs are terminated, and yet there's a, a husband and three children, depending on your income, or there's a wife and five kids, or even one child depending on that income, the difficulties that arise when the things we need for, for modern life, normal life, wherever you live, are not present. This requires a very strong faith ability to come back. But your house needs to be built on the rock. If your house is built on false information, People are feeding you out there. Oh no, we're just going to get this done. And then you'll see there's going to be a flip back to this party and then everything will be all right. Any moment now, they're going to unveil it. That's what they're saying in the underground and things like that. If you are being led by false prophecy, if you are being led by erroneous doctrine, so the Bible will say something and it's not good enough for people. The Bible says nothing about the Nephilim coming from the seed of Seth, but you do not want to believe the truth of where the giants in the Bible came from because all your life you've heard that it was the sons of Seth who married the bad girls who were walking around in Noah's day. And so you throw away that truth. Or the Bible says clearly 
who Cain's mother and father was. Adam knew his wife to copulate, have sexual intercourse with, and she gave birth and named the child Cain. And the name Cain even means, I have obtained a man from the Lord. But no, you see, the, the Jewish rabbis know God better than the Bible. And so wherever you get the understanding from, oh no, that the seed of the serpent is Cain because the snake slept with Eve. These are the things that form the holes in the foundations. And then when the floods arise, when the troubles of the end times come, and as the Bible says, they beat against that house, the house collapsed. And the Bible says that the end of all who were in the house is ruin. Ruin means absolute and total destruction. So the Lord says that Satan is working hard in his field. Satan is a hard worker. Satan knows what he wants to accomplish. But God is telling his people that he expects them to outstrip, conquer, and outperform the enemy. For these are the times of the end. It is still daytime and it is time for each and every one of us to be working in our own field, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Night is coming when no man can work and it is in that time that we will call upon the Lord. But while it is yet day, I exhort those who hear this video, get your house in order in Jesus' name. Thank you. This is Celestial. Goodbye.